Do you want to become mentally stronger? If so, I invite you to come and join us at the Mental Strength School, the world's leading mental strength training platform. The school is your one-stop shop to get a cutting-edge, evidence-based and comprehensive mental strength training all year round. It's going to give you the tools, the insights and the techniques that you need to rise to your challenges, feel happier, unlock your potential and ultimately be the best version of yourself. Check out all the details in the show notes or on my website at meliobryan.com slash mental strength school. Welcome to the Mentally Stronger podcast, the podcast where with every episode, we're learning practical ways to let go of stress and struggles, grow our mental strength and live a happier, healthier, more meaningful life. I'm your host, Millie O'Brien, co-founder of mindfulness.com and creator of the Deep Resilience Method. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, and welcome to the Mentally Stronger podcast. I hope you're doing well wherever you're tuning in from. At the moment when I'm making this episode right now, it is just a couple of days after the switch of seasons officially, the calendar date from winter to spring here in Australia. And my goodness, I think nature got the memo that the seasons have shifted because it feels like my entire yard has just burst into life and color. For those of you who have listened to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I live on a big property with 150 acres of rainforest around me. And I live here with a small community of other people. And it just feels like the whole property has just burst into flower and movement and activity. There's a lot of animals here. There's goannas and snakes and wallabies and kangaroos. And it just feels like everything's on the move uh, all of a sudden. It's a beautiful shift in energy. So for most of you who are listening to this, you're probably going into the different energy of fall now. And so you'll be experiencing more of that calm and stillness and yeah, that energy into the cooler months. So I love all of the seasons, but spring right now is kind of taking my breath away. So today in the Mentally Stronger podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to handle I guess you could say the emotional seasons of our lives in the same way that our, on the external level, we go through many different seasons throughout the year. Even in just a day, we can have many different seasons, if you will, of emotion. We can experience joy and sorrow and excitement and shame and anger all in one day. I guess I want to talk in this episode about how to listen to your emotions, but also really why it matters that we do. Susan David, the author of Emotional Agility, has this beautiful quote that our emotions are data, not directives, right? They're bits of information that is offered to us to to listen to, but not necessarily we don't have to play it out, right? But There's more here to why it's so important to listen to emotions. Not only do they hold incredibly valuable information about what's going on with us, 
in response to what's going on around us. But it's also true that when we feel especially the more difficult emotions, which also may tend to arise in the more challenging times of our life, this is where we get ourselves into a little bit of a a pickle often because we start to feel like our emotions are enemies, not allies. And when we relate to our emotions in that way, what we tend to do is we have this kind of knee-jerk response to those emotions, which is often to struggle with the emotion in some way. We might try to push it down, escape them, numb the emotion, fight against the emotion, or become totally overwhelmed with the emotion. And these are really, really natural and normal responses to feeling something that's really hard to be with, right? What could be more natural than wanting to move away from something that's painful? But even though it's normal for the mind to kind of have that initial response of either trying to push something away or struggle against it, it simply isn't helpful. There's, there's a lot of different problems with these responses. One of them is, is that when we struggle against difficult emotions, the research compellingly shows that continuing to you know, really struggle against and fight off difficult emotions actually ends up prolonging them. They end up staying around and, and it often amplifies them. And think about this in your own direct experience. You might have had the experience where you're feeling a bit of frustration or you're feeling a little bit angry about something and you just try to get on with life. You stay distracted. You, you know, get done what needs to get done. You don't want to feel what you're feeling. And then all of a sudden someone does something really small and you end up just like unleashing (laughs) your pent up anger or sadness or despair. You kind of, the bubble pops, so to speak, that you've been trying to push underwater. It's not only that, that's the problem. If you try to numb your emotions continuously, and Brene Brown, this incredibly gifted author and researcher that has become a TED Talk sensation in the world, she points out over and over again that when we try to numb emotions, we can't really selectively numb. That means that if you try to numb sadness and fear and shame, you also end up numbing joy and love and, you know, really positive emotional experiences as well. So if we can learn to approach our emotions in a different way, seeing them as allies instead of enemies, then we can bring an entirely different kind of attitude and awareness. We can bring a mindful awareness to them. And when we do this, we bring a certain amount of calm, compassion and soothing to ourselves in the middle of it all. We also create the space to listen to the emotion and what it might have to teach or show us. So Here's a three-step practice that you can use to listen to the intelligence and the wisdom within any emotion that arises, but especially this is a helpful practice when you feel any kind of difficult emotion. So I invite you to try this three-step practice this week. When you feel any kind of emotion arising that you want to listen to, first just take a pause and take a mindful breath in and out. And then you can try out 
these three simple steps. So you're going to ask yourself these three questions mentally, and then you're going to finish the three sentences. Okay. The first one is I feel. The second one is I need. And the third one is I will. Okay. This is a simple three-step hack for listening to your emotions and the wisdom they have within them. I feel is where you name the emotion mentally. So here you might say to yourself, first of all, right, I feel, and then the emotion, sadness, for instance. So that's pretty simple. And it's also pretty powerful, more powerful than you might think, because there is a whole science around how naming our feelings can help us do what's called cognitive defusion, where we unhook from the emotion, the thought, we take a little bit of a step back and it actually can reduce the intensity of the emotion by up to 50%. So there's, there's a lot more behind these practices than the simplicity that this practice uh, helps us walk through. Okay. So I feel and name the emotion sadness. Okay. Now I need, this is a little bit more explanation needed for this one. So when you say I need here, what you're exploring, what you're curious about, what you're looking for is a potential unmet need that you might have in that moment that the emotion is pointing to. Let me give you an example. Let's say we go back to COVID times and you say, okay, I'm feeling sad. Okay. So I need some more connection. Do you see This is about the theme of somebody being in lockdown and missing their friends and family, right? They're feeling lonely. They're feeling sad. I need some more connection. Okay. So maybe that here's another couple of examples. Maybe you're feeling shame and regret because you had an argument with someone and you said something you wish you hadn't said. So maybe you say to yourself in this step, I need to make amends. Or maybe you feel anger or frustration because your boss gave you extra work to do when you were already overloaded. So you might say to yourself in this step, you've, you've said, I feel anger. I need to put better boundaries in place so I don't get burnt out. Okay. And then the third step here is I will. So I will is all about taking a, an action step to help you get your need met. So in the case of being sad and missing your family and friends, you might say, I will make a Zoom call for them tonight or to them tonight. In the case of the regret and the need to make amends, you might say to yourself, I will go to this person and apologize and aim to communicate better from now on. I'm going to do that tomorrow. And in the case of anger, I feel anger, right? I need to put better boundaries in place so I don't get burnt out. And then the last step here is I will say no to my boss the next time she asks me to do more than I can realistically handle. And I'm going to explain to her that I don't wish to work overtime for no pay. (laughs) So I hope you can see the the power and the utility and the, this is a really powerful on the go practice that really can shift your relationship with your emotions from feeling like there's something that you need to fight off or struggle with or something that you want to get rid of, it's an enemy and you're, you're kind of having a hostile relationship with them to really starting to feel like your emotions are your partners in living a life that's true to you 
helping you to meet your needs, live with more self-awareness and have a great capacity to continue to, to grow and evolve in this life. Okay. So this is the invitation to give this practice a try for the week ahead. The next time you feel a difficult emotion, practice it taking one slow mindful breath and then using I feel, I need, I will. When we listen to and respond to our emotions like this, they can become our teachers, our guides and our allies instead of our enemies. And we can use them to help us get clear on how to meet our needs in ways that help us stay happy, healthy and mentally strong. As always, thank you for your practice. I hope this is helpful for you. I wish you a wonderful week of mental strength practice ahead. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Mentally Stronger podcast. Till then, take care. someone who you think might benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. Sharing it could really help them to feel better and improve the quality of their life. And if you found this episode helpful, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive more tips on growing your mental strength and you can keep practicing along with us every week. If you are wanting more support in becoming mentally stronger, come over to my website and take a look at all the coaching and training options that I have there for you. And I also have a bunch of free resources, including a five-day mental strength challenge that you can begin right away to kickstart your mental strength, improve your mental well-being, as well as your happiness and resilience. You can find all the links for this in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care and stay strong.